years, your brain might turn to putty. But there's still a chance to learn. We'll be your study buddies. We're going to talk about some stuff and make research cool. Go for it. <laughs> Go. Dive in. Good morning and welcome back to another episode of Study Buddies, the podcast where we bring you the latest in science and psychology. And sometimes more. More like today. Today we got a little buffer sewed for you. But before we do that, let's introduce ourselves. My name is Paula Sanchez Abreu. And my name is Taylor Collins. And today we are bringing you a buffer sewed because it's holiday season. We thought we would take it easy and you guys should take it easy too, especially as we're coming to the close of this very crazy 2020 year. Yeah, it's the last episode of 2020. And like, who knows how it's going to go because what a crazy year we've had. So we're going to take it easy. Um, And we came up with like some, you know, just round up the podcast for the year to launch into the new year questions for ourselves to ask each other. So we're going to do that. One of the first things we wanted to ask each other, Paula, I'm wondering, what is the favorite fact that you learned or like piece of data that you took away that really has stuck with you that we covered? I mean, we've been doing this since... April and releasing since June. So it's a lot. It's a lot of ground. Yeah. So my favorite piece of data that we took away was from the pizza study. <laughs> I just think that it's so wild that in this study, women were significantly more likely to report feeling as if they overate or felt rushed when eating in the company of men. And the evidence that women perceived themselves to eat more in the company of men, even though they didn't found that to be totally crazy. I feel like I identified with that. And I just, I love identifying with a piece of data. Like I like feeling like the data is reflecting something that I have felt, but I haven't been able to name. And I definitely feel like that piece of data does that. Oh, I like that too. I also like it when data brings something to awareness. Yeah. Like that you were not aware of before. And I think for me, that would that piece of data you mentioned was more like that. Like I would have never thought about how much I ate mm, in the company of men. Yeah. Um, but now it's something to reflect on. Yeah. I love I, I love the idea of um having a piece of data being able to like name or like bring something to awareness. Cause I feel like if we walk throughout our lives with like all of these things and then like you go to school and they start like naming actual things that you're experiencing and you're like, oh, that's a thing. Like that has a title. Wow. <laughs> and it's such a, it's, so it's such a good feeling. It feel it makes you feel so seen. So that piece of data, the pizza study made me feel seen. Aw. I know. What about you? What was your favorite piece of data that you took away? Probably made you feel seen and hungry. Um, <laughs> yes. But my favorite piece of data uh, was about how scary movie watchers were more likely to be prepared for the apocalypse. <laughs> like, yes, that like makes mentally, sense. socially, like have worked out the scenarios. I mean, there's really not like that much behind that outside of like I just think it's really cool that like someone who is more likely to watch a scary movie would be more likely to be like prepared for something. Yeah, I mean, it bodes well for you. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Well, it's funny because I'm wondering if I'm getting less paired progressively because I used to watch like way more scary movies and now I've been watching less. Like now once you're in the field of like social work and you do therapy and you hear like traumas all the time, yeah. you don't really like want you're really like, heavy. You're like, my life is scary. Ooh, I don't need any more. 
Right. I, like, watch the Great British Baking Show now. Like, it's very PG. But, I mean, sometimes I still delve into them, uh, like, the psychological thrillers. But Mm -hmm. I just – I feel like it's really – I feel like it's really cool how – how personality characteristics that might make you more likely to do that um, can serve you or dis- give you a disservice. I don't know. I wonder if, like, people who um, watch more comedies are funnier. Like, Yeah, I mean, I, maybe. I don't know. There's a lot of middle America that watches comedies that, you know, you never hear of them. It's <laughs> <laughs> very true. <laughs> that is super interesting. Okay. Now, one thing that I want to ask you is... What was your favorite thing that you, like, learned from all the science that we looked at and then applied to your life, at least in the past several months? Yeah. So the biggest thing for me was when we were actually doing um, the study on the four horsemen of the divorce apocalypse Mm -hmm. and uh, talking about DPA, this diffuse physiological arousal, Mm. and how it takes our bodies like 20 minutes to really calm down from that. Yeah. And I think that having that like solid time frame, um, and again, like in that study, they had said like they had been measuring like couples who are arguing and then they had them like pause what they were doing, say it was there was tech issues and like read a magazine separately. (laughs) Um, And like they like that showed like that it calmed them down. And I think just that fact of like recognizing when I'm feeling like activated, feeling those those DPA things and like reminding myself like not to try to rush my body and my mind through it but yeah. to really take 20 minutes to allow myself to like settle because I think there's so many times like where you get frustrated and you just like you try to power through yep. or it can be like with someone else or it can be like I think even in your own work but um, I don't know that that 20 minute time frame I think was really helpful to remind myself to take breaks especially when we're like working from home and it's really easy to like not take breaks. So, yeah, I agree with that. It's so funny because the favorite thing that I learned from the science and applied to my life is also from the Gottman study. (laughs) We love Gottman. We love Gottman. Uh, But the magic ratio of like five positive things to one negative thing when you're dealing with conflict, I kind of extrapolated that into like my general life. And when I was upset with something, if I could find like five positive things about it still, whether it be like a person, a thing, an event, if I could still find like five positive things to that one negative thing, then like I feel like I deemed that thing worthy or like worth it um which has been really helpful and I I mean I haven't had terribly many conflicts so much as like internal conflicts and those internal conflicts I've also been dealing with in that same respect of like well are there five pros to this one con and like how can I use that to make myself feel better or calmer about the situation yeah I mean that's amazing because it's really like redirecting your mind to look at like the gratitude of what you have Mm -hmm. um yeah, it's that's yeah, it's exactly gratitude. That's what it feels like. It's really nice. Ten out of ten would recommend. That's great. I feel like I've heard the word gratitude so much in twenty twenty. Like people are really starting to talk about like mental health and yeah. gratitude and anxiety and like breathing and taking space and coping skills and I'm, maybe it's just because of social media right now but like I think it's like a good shift that people are starting to become aware yeah well I think everybody dealt with so much devastation this year because like life had to stop like truly take a pause and I, I feel like um the amount of like 
happiness science awareness has like increased tenfold around like I feel so many people started reading self-help books this year <laughs> like there's just a a real like people are like well we have time you know like or we have to because we're like desperate and we can't see people so like this is the way right. that we're gonna cope it's like okay cool if I'm stuck at home with myself yeah all this time I guess I guess I'll work on myself I'm literally forced to now so yeah. We needed, like, a pandemic to make our mental health worse so we could make it better. Oh, how sad and awful and fine and good, maybe. <laughs> Great. Like, <Yeah>. terrible. <laughs> it's going to be wonderful. Oh, my goodness. So I'm wondering, so the last question we wanted to ask each other, Paula, what is one thing that you learned in general with, like, doing the podcast, creating it, or researching? Like, what's one thing that you learned? Um, one thing that I learned is that I can deal with technology. <laughs> um, oh, man. So I typically, in the past, um, would become absolutely enraged when anything went wrong in tech, which is part of the reason why I, like, think I took so long to, like, make a podcast, even though I've really wanted to forever. I, I was just so scared of, like, the tech of it all, and then core hit and like Taylor and I were talking and I was like you know what we're gonna just do it we're gonna do it and I'm gonna figure it out and honestly like guys you can google most problems that happen with tech and um most of them not all of them that is what I found not all we we did we have some lost episodes but not all of them are lost which is huge and we were able to salvage like one of them which is enormous so and that was like last week so that was really nice it was so (laughs) nice yeah sometimes we'll be recording something will shut off right in the middle we'll lose the recordings or the the files will be and then we're like oh no yeah but but we're we're learning and we and and I just used the googles and it was fine and I didn't need to like ask somebody else and have them get really invested in solving the problem me getting frustrated that they were so invested in this problem that isn't theirs and it was just it. <laughs> it was just very nice, and I'm grateful to know that I can deal with technology. What about you? What's one thing you that's learned? A, that's huge. Okay, well, I have two things. Mm-hmm. So my first one is that so Paula edits most of our episodes, but she has brought this to my awareness and her awareness, and we are working on it. <laughs> but the amount of times that we say um and like, yeah. Like, there are so many times where we're going through a sentence and there could be dead space as we're thinking and it would sound so much better, but instead we'll fill it with um. <laughs> um d- like, just like that. So yep. I'm working on not try- – trying not to say um or like – I almost feel like I need, like, like a rubber band that snaps on me every time <laughs> I say it. Like, some sort of, like – system that shocks me uh you can it's funny because i would be like oh well you can just edit the podcast and that'll be enough of a rubber band but then i realized that i was just like editing i was just editing like one of our next episodes or something and i realized that i also like there's some moments where you just gotta let like 17 ums out in one sentence and then you'll get through it you know it's okay (laughs) in case you're wondering like you're like wow they're so eloquent no i edit out all of our ums, if not, like, yeah, like most of the ums. <laughs> I don't know how she does it. And, and it's something we both want to work on because yeah. I think part of it is, like, we want to grow as public speakers and just grow in, like, how we present ourselves as people and filling empty gaps with um. I don't know if you've ever heard someone speak 
and been frustrated by the amount they say um. Yes. But once you start to recognize it within your own voice, you're like, I need to fix this ASAP. Yeah. It's a really fascinating thing. What's the second thing you learned? So the second thing I learned uh, was a lot to do with Paula pushing me uh, to grow as a person. <laughs> wow. And... <laughs> And it and it and it's still like this is still probably something I learned, but something I'm still working on every day. And that's not to be a perfectionist. Huh. Like, yeah, <laughs> trying not to do something perfectly because she she'll not, she knows I'll go through like a study like with a like fine tooth comb yeah. and make sure like something makes sense, or I'll be nervous about how like I said something and it'll be awkward. And when we were first releasing, we didn't you know we were learning and we were practicing and. Our format has changed, and we've only been doing this for it's six months. months that we've been releasing. Yeah. But I, within that time, I think we've really, we've really grown, and it, we wouldn't have done that if Paolo didn't push me to just be like, "All right, we're just gonna put something out. We're just gonna release it. We're just gonna do it." <laughs> yeah, Taylor kept trying to move and, our release date, and I was like, "Well, no, it's like it's never gonna be perfect. Like we just have to do I it. I was and like, we're get not better. ready," and she's like. <laughs> She's like, we are talking about things that are relevant to the times right now. We can't release this three months from now. <laughs> it's like, you're right. So I yeah. think I think that was a huge thing. And I've learned that that often, that sense of like, it needs to be right. That perfectionism stands in the way of the creation of something. It's like you yeah. get in this mindset of like, I'm scared that this won't be good and it'll be a representation of me. So I just won't do it at all because it's not going to be the way I want it. Mm. And that's so dumb. Like I still feel that way all the time and it still gets in my way. Yeah. But I think really learning that I we can push back from from that and grow and change and learn and create. I love the, the way that you framed that, that it's like I can't put this out because it's going to be an imperfect representation of me. Like that is such a... That really resonates with me because I think that I definitely have a I have a habit of doing that with like there's things that I really, really want to do, but I don't feel like I am that thing that is that does that thing. You know, like I'm not a writer. Right. Or I'm not this. Or I'm not that. Um, I just love the idea of like imperfect representation of ourselves because I mean, I'm sure that I I don't think that I am perfectly represented by myself in general because everybody just misperceives me consistently and I think that's the case with everyone like I'm like everyone is always just like something is always not interpreted like exactly as you want it to be and that's just the right. way that it's gonna they're be, only so. getting one side of it or one view of something and you're like that's not complete and also there's a flaw there and let me just wipe it off before you see it I want to polish it out and then it'll be me um this is reminding me just for a short story one time I went to church with um Dave's family and he comes from like a very very evangelical Christian family so it's a very different experience and we were sitting there and one of the guys that um like he apparently is like always in church and uh, there was like a moment where I guess the, I think it's the, I think they call them pastors. I'm not sure. All the church, churches are all different, but the pastor was like, does anybody want to like share anything that they've like learned in the past week about God? And which I thought that was fascinating. Like what an interesting way to conduct a church. But anyways, I'm Catholic. Like it's so regimented. There's no room for people to speak. What? So this person raised their hand and he, and it was like the most angelic thing. He was like, I just want to thank God for allowing us to be here and to serve him, even if we're doing it like 
in like a way that is not perfect yet. Like we can still be sinners and like still serve God and like still work towards him and yet like be so like flawed while we do it. And I think the thing that I took away from that was like, wow, we can walk through life with imperfection and like still be like good, good people and like doing, doing things to our fullest extent, even if it's imperfectly, like we can try and like, we're never going to be perfect, but we can still be active. And those, that was like, oh, it was just, it was, it was so sweet (laughs) to hear that from like a total stranger. That is very sweet. Yeah. Well, I think that's a really great attitude to have about things. And I think, again, in thinking about 2020 and how this whole year has been, like having that silver lining mindset can be sometimes exhausting and sometimes like the thing that you helps you hold on to sanity, yeah. like depending on the moment. Yeah. And I, I think it's been really important to recognize and have have that um that gratitude that you can do things imperfectly and still exist and just appreciate what you have right now even if it even if there's issues with it which there always are yeah know that you're working towards something that like is bigger than you and like positive and still recognize the struggles along the way like it's all it all it's like living in new york city you know you get the trash and the shit on the street and you also get like just the beautiful views and the lovely, lovely people. Yeah. All Nothing up. happens in a vacuum. Nothing happens in a vacuum. Well, with that, I think we will um, send you into closing off 2020 and we will see you in 2021 in the new year. Yeah. Have a happy new year. I hope you all enjoy your time and do not make yourself a new year's resolution no new year's resolution 2021 we're flying by the sea of our pants yeah we don't believe in new year's resolutions nope. if you want to make a goal set it whenever it doesn't need to be a mark of a new year so Hell yeah just just live your life live your life study buddies we will see you next year the first tuesday of next year for another episode of study buddies Happy New Year! Study Buddies was created by Paula Sanchez Abreu and Taylor Collins. Our graphic design was done by Monica Ray Summers Gonzalez, and our intro song was composed by singer songwriter Caught In Between. You can follow Study Buddies on Instagram at studybuddies.com and email the show at studybuddiespodcast at gmail.com. <laughs>